Hello, Go Church family, and welcome to our monthly podcast. This is week two of our message, Good Company. This is Roy, and I'm sitting here with Gilbert. Hello, Go Church family. It's good to be back with you. It is. It is good to be here. It is good to discuss this message. I'm very excited. I know I always say I'm excited about the message, but I just can't help it. It's just always exciting. So, Gilbert, what are we talking about in this week? Well, the, the series for the month is called Good Company. And this week, we're talking about good company on the outside. So last week, we talked about good company on the inside, which is our fellowship with God and the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This week, we're talking about our fellowship with our brothers and sisters in the place where we're called to be. So how are grow groups going with us these days? How have they been with you? Grow groups are great. I mean, it's a, it's a time where... We get to experience fellowship. We get to live out what we're, what we're studying, what we're hearing about, what we're reading about. And it's also a place where, uh, you know, we get, to, we get to share testimonies, right? It's a place where we get to share what God's been doing in our lives. Yes, and you know what's amazing is that it's also literally my good company. Like it's a place where I can go back to and if I need prayer for anything, I can get prayer for that. You know, if I need help with something, I can get help with that. And it's just a place where where I can get fed and where I can get nurtured among my Go Church family. I mean, I always tell everyone that's with me in the Grow Group, I tell them that if you really want to experience the love of God, it happens when we're in community together, in fellowship together. When we meet in these groups a lot happens, more than the eye can actually see, but it's actually where love becomes visible and so tangible that you could actually taste it. That's right. Yeah. So this week you want to talk about fellowship, Yeah. but it's going to be different than last week. What's different? The difference is that we're talking about our fellowship and what our fellowship looks like with our brothers and sisters. So it's the good company on the outside. So the purpose of this message and the purpose that we want to dig into this month is that we want everyone at Go Church to know that God accomplishes things through relationships and that we can only accomplish His plan through our fellowship. So what does it really look like practically when I say, you know, fellowship on the outside? So let's go back to the word fellowship. We talked about this in the introduction. Mm -hmm. We talked about this on Big Sunday, but... Let's let's discuss this again. So the Greek word where you see fellowship in the Bible is is the word koinonia, which means to hold something in common. So you remember when I made that example of our friendship before we knew God and now our friendship when we're in the church together is that before it was a relationship, but now it's a fellowship. Now we hold something in common together, right? We hold specific values. We hold a common vision. We hold a common purpose together. And there's so many more things. So what's, what's really important with fellowship is to understand that there is something that has brought us together and there's something that we are walking out together. So we can say that in a practical way, we were to, you know, to explain this practically, it would sound like these three things we're going to talk about. Yeah. One is sharing burdens of each other. Yes. And sharing burdens is a reality. Yes. Something that you and I experience. Your burden becomes my burden and right. my burden is yours. And yeah. because this is true fellowship and that's what 
having a brother or sister at church looks like. The second one is sharing resources. That means if you're ever in need or if I'm never in need, we can share what we have with each other. Yeah. And sharing responsibilities is the last thing. Exactly. Now, let's go back to the first point, sharing burden, but let's take it from a biblical point of view and what the Bible Definitely. says about it. So, I mean, it's always good to go back to the Bible and, and see these things. So, you know, there are so many things uh, that we can talk about when it comes to fellowship, but for the sake of, you know, walking it out practically and trying to do, be a doer of the word, we broke it down into these three things that we can really uh, exercise together. So in the book of Acts, we see a, a picture of the early church, right? We see a picture of when the, when the church was formed and how they used to live together. So if we look at, can you read sure. Acts chapter two? Sure. Uh, is there any specific translation? Uh, any translations, fine. So it's Acts chapter? Acts chapter two, yep. verse 42. Sure, sure. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper and to prayer. So that's what church should look like, right? It should look like these four elements, which is we devote ourselves to the apostles' teaching, or, you know, we see the apostles' teaching in the Bible, in the word of God, right? And we, uh, we learn about that and we walk that out. And to fellowship, so fellowship's a really important part, you know, being aware of our relationships of and exercising those relationships and to sharing in meals. So that includes the Lord's Supper. So that's really about communion, about coming together uh, in as a community, in communion with the Father through, you know, the, the body and the blood of Jesus and to prayer. This is what we're supposed to do as a church. So you see this and, and, and we see that there are all these different elements, but looking specifically at fellowship, we can see in, in the early church. So between Acts chapter one and Acts chapter six, we see different examples of this. So we talked about sharing burdens. And like you said, we help each other through difficulties. Yes. This is what fellowship also looks like. So that's part one of what we can do. We can share each other's burdens. The example of that is in Acts chapter four, which is actually the main text that we're, we're, uh, we're going through. So verse 23 said, as soon as they were freed, Peter and John returned to the other believers. So in, in another translation, it says their own company, right? And told them what the leading priests and elders had said. So this is a point in time where they faced difficulty. Like they were held by the authorities, you know, the, the Jewish leaders at that time, because they were preaching the word of God. There was a miracle that happened, you know, at their hands, and they were being questioned about what's going on. So they were detained. There were other times when they were also beaten when they were detained and they were going through difficulties. They came out, they went back to their own company. So what did they do? Those, their own company stood with them, uh, encouraged them, prayed for them, right? So they ended up praying all together. We see this famous uh, prayer in, in Acts chapter four, where, where you know, they, they said, you know, Lord, they lift up their voices in one accord onto, onto the Lord and they, um, you know, they pray and they pray for boldness to continue preaching the word of God. So this is an important part of fellowship to, to come back to our own company, to be able to help, you know, to be helped in, in, 
having our burdens shared. Now, I can identify with that. I mean, I'm not saying that I get beaten, you know, yeah. or, you know, held somewhere in some prison and get beaten. But life sometimes tries to give us a beating. And through hard times, I can identify with... Hey, the truth is we live in a world we're not of the world. And the Bible says that there is a devil and he's called the, the, the God of this world with a small g. And he, at, at the end, this is his playground and he will come after us, right? He but, will but attack us. But there's something that we can do. And Absolutely. That is, I take my burdens to my church, to my fellow brothers and sisters. And so many times I've put my burden on the table and they've shared it and sat there and encouraged me and prayed with me and believed with me. Yeah. And so it is great to put this practically, how we can share each other's burdens. And I think, you know, you've done the same before. Sure. We've all come to each other and shared each other's burdens, which is great. So we can do this together. We're in this together. Sure. I mean, so this is the thing. Sometimes uh, you'll think, you know, everyone's life is super shiny and you get that impression. But the fact is, you know, everyone faces adversity. You know, everyone's in the world and faces adversity, but we need to know how to deal with it and who can help us deal with it. And that is our own company. Mm -hmm. You know, we see that in uh, in this example in, in Acts chapter four. So uh, I wanna move on to the second practical point, which is sharing resources. So Acts chapter two, verse 46 says this, they worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. So you, you see that they, they met every day, that they shared. You know, you know, in other places in the Bible, we see that the different, uh, you know, everyone who was part of the church brought their resources to the apostles' feet, and the apostles distributed those resources where they were needed. That doesn't mean that you bring everything you own, this is not a communist system, right? You don't, you don't bring everything you own and, and, and everyone has an equal share, but where there is surplus, we can bring our resources yes. to help our brothers and sisters and we're supposed to, and this is how we're supposed to live, especially when it comes to expanding the kingdom of God and doing the work of God. This is, where we're supposed to share our resources. So among our own company, we're supposed to bring to the table resource. Now, we might think of this as money, but it's more than money, right? There's also our time, our efforts, our expertise. I mean, there are, there are people who have come into church. I would give Antoine as an example. You know, he's a sound engineer. This is his job day in, day out. Yes, it is. And when he connected with the church, he brought his expertise to, you know, to do what he knows how to do. And he's helped us so much with our big Sundays, right? With all the setup and everything. So sharing resources is part of fellowship. And this is what we see in the Bible. That's, that's such an amazing thing. There's something that, you know, we were just talking about just earlier. You, you just keep saying, and they shared, you know, a meal together. You keep hearing that. Yes. And something about that part of the world at that time in culture in Israel, they, they had this cultural aspect of, sharing food with someone was something intimate. And yeah. it's not so different in our country. I mean, food is, I think we can, you know, firmly say that- You can write holds, a poem about food, huh? What holds our relationship together <laughs> is food, right? <laughs> we love to share a meal together. 
even when we travel together, what's the main goal is to share a meal. Yes, atar is like the, the glue that binds us together. <laughs> it is, it is. And so there's something so beautiful about sharing a meal together and to share our resources together. And like yeah. you said, I think it's the biggest, most misunderstood thing when I say I share my resources, everyone thinks it's money. Yeah, and, it's, and it's money, not excluding money. It, it's not excluding it. Money is part of it. Yeah. But it's not all that comes to that table. Like you sure. said, Antoine is a perfect example. He shared his expertise. And it's just so beautiful when you see it happen. Yeah. I love this about our church. Because yes. we at Go Church are not just hearers of the word. Sure. But we are doers. We're doers and of we the word. we actually practice the word. And that's why we get blessed. And you know what's good is that we create room for fellowship to be practiced and exercised. That's why grow groups are what most of our church meetings look like because this is a place where we can exercise fellowship together. So I wanna talk about the third practical aspect of what, you know, what fellowship looks like. That was sharing responsibilities, right? Sharing responsibilities. So if you look at Acts chapter six. Let me open that up. Yeah, you see a point here. So verse one says, as the believers rapidly multiplied, there were rumblings of discontent. The Greek speaking believers complained about the Hebrew speaking believers, saying that their widows were being discriminated against in the daily distribution of food. So you start seeing that problems arose and that's just part of life, right? There, there are disagreements and these things get dealt with. And then you see that, you know, the 12 apostles uh, said that, you know, it's not good for us to spend time handling these day-to-day -day activities, but we need to give ourselves to the teaching of the word of God, right? And to the study of the word of God and this is our responsibility among you. So you guys choose from amongst yourselves, men who are well-respected, full of the spirit, full of wisdom to handle these kind of matters. And then we see that, you know, uh, they chose the following. So there were a number of, number of people, including Stephen and Philip and a number of other men. Uh, and then, we see in, uh, once we see that there's a sharing, a correct sharing of responsibilities. So the apostles are doing what they're supposed to do. These men are doing what they're supposed to do. So let's read what verse seven says. So verse seven says, then, so that's after this happened, then the word of God spread and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith. So when we exercise fellowship and when we correctly share responsibilities, then the work of God will be seen in multiplication. So practically, if I was to translate that into a little bit more of a Lebanese term, yeah, it would, I would say this to my Lebanese brothers and sisters, it means a one-man show doesn't really work. No. And what you'll notice that even in history, so many people have fell, even people who are doing ministry work, when all the weight come, you know, gets piled up on one person, that one person collapses. And we see that in the Bible that Moses was collapsing on his own. Yeah. So he called out to God that he wanted to, God told him, you gotta share these responsibilities. Yes. Even Jesus, you know, who people would say, you know, come on, Jesus can do it. But Jesus could not get anything done without sharing the responsibilities right. with his disciples. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Everything that Jesus ever did was done with sharing responsibilities in teams, Absolutely. just like we do. So we share everything in the church 
two different responsibilities. Yeah. You're right. We have leaders and we have a whole chain that goes around from, you know, our pastors to, 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 to every resource we have of any, you know, manpower or woman power, you want to say. We just delegate these responsibilities all around the church because the church is not based on one man. The, the church is based on God's plan. Yes. But it's taken out in teams and in groups and responsibilities that are spread throughout the whole church. Yeah. So taking this idea about, you know, practically walking in fellowship with our brothers and sisters, I want to I wanna take the example of Paul. You know, Paul is, I, I think, one of the most interesting uh, characters in the New Testament where you see him a certain way and then you see him transformed, radically transformed. And the results of his work are, are staggering, right? Which, which, which basically uh, you see that, you know, he spread the gospel across the Mediterranean, right? I mean, it went from Jerusalem, Samaria to a whole bunch of other nations, but he didn't do that alone. He had good company. And this is what's so important to see. So in the Belong message, we talked about how Paul found his purpose in the church. So within one year of joining the church at Antioch, they prayed and they fasted and they were waiting on the Lord and the Lord separated Paul and Barnabas to do the work of apostles. And they knew exactly what to do, where to go. Let's take this a step further. God never sent Paul alone. He sent Paul with Barnabas, right? He sent Paul with good company to accomplish work. And the success that Paul had is because he engaged good company. He had fellowship with the right people who helped him. So let's take these three examples, these three steps, right? Sharing burdens, sharing resources, and sharing responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And let's look at these examples in Paul's life. So if I think of sharing burdens, I think of this example in, in Acts 16 where Paul and Silas were imprisoned, right? Um, and basically they were beaten, they were mocked, they were, they were chained. And at midnight, you could hear them singing, right? So Paul and Silas had fellowship and they shared burdens that night. Yes. So they were sharing each other's burdens. They were encouraging each other. They were not allowing themselves to feel sorry for themselves, to get mad about, you know, I was following God. Why did this happen to me? No, they were just singing, right? They were praising God. So this is an example of sharing burden, right? If you look at an example of sharing resources, we see in, in the book of Philippians in chapter two, that there was a man called Epaphroditus who basically was a messenger and a, and a delivery person from the church uh, in Macedonia, which is the Philippian church, who shared their resources with Paul. Yeah, they, they took an offering for Paul in order for him to continue doing what he was doing. They saw value in what he did because he transformed their lives, right? He helped um, God do what God wanted to do in the life of the Macedonians in Philippi, right? So we see that this fellowship with Epaphroditus was one where the church shared resources with Paul. If I look at an example of sharing responsibilities, 
I can immediately think of his fellowship with people like Timothy and Titus, where, you know, he was an apostle. He built a foundation for God's church in Ephesus. And then he, you know, he had Timothy share that responsibility by pastoring that church. So we see that Timothy was appointed as pastor at that church while Paul went and continued his work for the Lord as an apostle elsewhere. So we see these examples of how to walk in fellowship and how fellowship helps us accomplish the plan of God in our lives through these three examples of sharing burdens, sharing resources, and sharing responsibilities. So you've, you gave a lot of examples about good company and you yes. keep stressing about good company. So there seems to be something there about having good company. Yes. But in the next week, we're yeah. going to be talking about examples, what happens when you also have bad company sure. and how that can affect you. Exactly. Now we've, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast for this week. This is week two. And next week will be our final week of the message good company if no one told you today we love you go church family we love you so much and we hope you have a wonderful night see you next week bless you